0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, what's up everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music Welcome to the Punk Rock NBA Podcast. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty. This is the Punk Rock NBA Podcast, and today's guest is Big Herc from the YouTube channel. Fresh Out, Life After the Penitentiary. As you might guess from the name of it, it's a prison channel, or more accurately, a channel about life after prison. So he sits down with people who did like 5, 10, 20, or sometimes even 30 years, and talks to them about what they did with themselves after they got out. Because you know, getting out of prison, it's a good thing, but in a lot of ways, it's kind of terrifying, because you come out, this is a whole new world that you haven't been in for years and years and years, that you're in many ways unprepared for. And that's why you see so many people go back. But he talks to the people who don't go back. He talks to the people who have found a way to become successful and do something cool with their lives. Despite going through something as just shitty and fucked up and traumatizing as doing years in prison. I love what he has to say about like empowerment and believing in yourself about taking ownership over your life and dropping the like poor me excuse making kind of attitude and all that shit that drives me nuts as you might have seen this is actually the audio from an interview i published with him a couple years ago on my youtube channel but i wanted to republish it here because this is just stuff people need to hear i apologize it's not the world's best audio because i did this outside i was just working with the best i had at the time so i apologize for that but man this is such an important conversation that i think people really need to hear And one thing just to kind of explain why I had him on and like why I'm into his channel as some of you guys know like if you watch some of my videos like half my family is in Corrections in one way or the other my dad was a corrections officer for like 20 years my stepmom worked at another facility across the street for sex offenders for like 20 years my aunt worked at a uh, like juvenile facility, my cousin is more or less a parole officer, a bunch of my friends and training partners in jiu-jitsu are cops and sheriffs and correctional officers, stuff like that. I had a bunch of uncles that have done time for various things, so, you know, while other people were hearing about their dad coming home and talking about selling shoes or whatever normal kids' dads do for a living, my dad would talk about prison. So I didn't really realize how influential that was on me until much later in life but uh, it definitely was and that's why I vibe so much with Herc's channel, so really excited to bring this to you guys, hopefully you enjoy it as much as I did. Before I get into it, first, I want to support everyone who supports us on Patreon. Without your support, we could not do this show. Second, of course, as always, I want to thank our very talented producer and editor, Deanna Chapman. If you've got a podcast that you want to get off the ground, or if you already have a podcast that you're doing and you just want to do it bigger and better, definitely hit her up. There's a link to her site in the show notes. And with that out of the way, let's get into it. I'm here with Big Herc from Fresh Out. What's up? One of my favorite YouTube
2: channels. We've been watching for probably like four or five years now. Congratulations on hitting 400,000 subscribers. Hey, man, appreciate it. Very impressive. So uh, I guess I will describe your channel as I see it. You can tell me if I got it right. So to me, the channel is about, although you call it like, oh, well, people call it a prison channel. To me, it's not really about prison. It's about self-improvement you talk to people who have done you know 10 20 sometimes even 30 years and then got out and have done cool things with their lives so to me that's part of it that resonates with me
1: um so that's kind of my impression of the channel what did i you know did i get it right um i mean yeah it's not really a prison channel per se people telling stories maybe have had uh interaction with jail time but we have a lot of people who are entrepreneurs people who have overcome adversity who have turned their life around who are basically mentors or inspirational stories and um just kind of being more of a, a positive vibe you know and not glamorizing prison. You know, a lot of prison chat people that call themselves prison channels they glamorize prison you know the tattoos the uh the violence the you know just hanging out stuff and there's nothing to glamorize about prison it's not very interesting to me either like hearing fight stories and stuff is not no it's, it's not just, who cares it's not interesting no You know, there's nothing to be said for somebody who was in a riot and you came out and survived. I mean, I'd prefer never have seen any of that stuff.
2: Yeah, you know. You know, what's interesting to me about it is having said all that, like, you know, it is called fresh out. You do like you like kind of reject so much of that lifestyle mentality, yet also it's part of the channel. So, Mm -hmm. how did you kind of arrive at the concept for the channel? And
1: Um, sitting in prison, basically just brainstorming ideas. Um, I had a journal. I'd write down all type of business ideas I had and what I was going to do when I got out. And um, I knew I wanted to get back into something to do with uh, movie or television as far as production. And um, I just sat there and I had an epiphany. I'm like, man, I've seen these guys watching cops. And I'm like, man, I can't believe these guys are in prison. They're watching cops. They're already (laughs) locked up. And I'm like, man, I need to come out with a show. You really like this? Yeah, I'm like, dude, (laughs) This is like insane. You know, you guys are just fascinated. And I'm looking at the mentality of a lot of the people in there. I'm like, I need to come out with a show that shows what life is after for a lot of these people, and you know what, you, you know how people have changed and what they've experienced, and to share that. So I came up with the show, and then when I got out, I hooked up with my business partner, and we kind of like developed the idea further. And you've been doing it since what, 2014? 2013. 13. Okay, yeah. and you've talked to probably I mean probably a couple hundred people now, right? Quite a few people. We I think we have over. I want to say over 600 videos, which are a combination of um, interviews, uh, cooking, cooking shows, um, some entrepreneur stuff and uh, prison talks. What are some of the
2: people like looking back and all that? What are some of the stories that have really stood out and made an impact on you?
1: Um, Well, I think more or less the impact is on the public for myself. uh, I, 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 I try to screen the individuals we interviewed from day one for people who were. Who are doing something with their life now. I don't care that you know, just because you did time doesn't mean you're um gonna be on our show or we're gonna have you on here glamorizing, you know, your your gang banging or your uh you know gang activity. We're more or less, if we're interviewing people, it's because they've made a dramatic change. Callie muscle, you know, oh this yeah, guy, you right. know, did he was our first interview, YouTube sensation. He's done a lot of positive with his life. Um the guy uh Larry, we interviewed, he's got his own gym, you know, a successful personal trainer, you know, doing big things with his life. You know, these are people who have made a big impact on people who have watched their their interviews. So we try to focus more on their personality Mm -hmm. rather than what they did in Mm prison, what they're doing now.
2: Yeah, that's what I think is interesting about it. And just to back up to something you touched on a minute ago, what made you, from how you talked about it, you made a really conscious decision from day one to use your time as productively as you could and focus on self-improvement. What do you think it was that enabled you to focus like that versus other people who, you know, go astray and get wrapped up in even more dumb shit?
1: Well, I did a lot of reflection. See, most people that go to prison, they don't do any reflection. They're there and they're just hanging out. They're listening to music, they're playing games, they're gambling, they're caught up on TV, the politics. I didn't care about any of that. I didn't care about what anybody was doing, what so and so said, who was doing this on the yard, who was selling dope. I didn't focus on any of that. I focused on how the hell did I get there? What were the choices I made in my life that led to me sitting in this place with people doing five life sentences, with people who will kill you because you don't give them back their honey bun? You know, what would, you know, if sitting in the wrong chair and get your throat slashed? How did I get here? So I did a reflection exercises every day and I, uh, you know, I accepted responsibility, but also look to change side and repeat that. A lot of people don't do that. People, they don't want to, they don't want to accept responsibility and they're not, they're just living in the moment. And
2: again, from what you said before, it sounds like you took advantage of basically every opportunity that you had there as far as people that could teach you something, the law library. Can you talk a little bit about
1: kind of how you found those and what you did with them? Well, when you gener- when you, once you realize how you, you operate as a spirit, everything's on a vibrational pattern. So once I realized what my vibrational pattern was and the energy I sent out to the world, I realized that I had been operating on such a low frequency that I attracted a lot of negative energy. So once I got rid of that and I realized how to tone in my energy force, I was able to attract other people in prison who were on a similar, pa- similar vibrational pattern which they were already on, the time of writing books, being spiritual, studying in a law library, learning about the law, learning about business. These people, you attract each other. Same thing on the street. Success, same off success. And so you can find successful people in prison who are on the same page, but you have to realize, you know, what your environment consists of and what you're sending out into the universe. I didn't understand any of that before I got locked up. Yeah, it's very true that like attracts like. I
2: think about you know, 10 years ago when I was doing a lot more dumb shit than I am now, i was always found myself around people like that and i was like why am i always around people like that well guess what because i was one of them you know mm-hmm. and i those people i'm never around those people anymore i didn't consciously make an effort to like avoid them they just avoid me because it's like you said it's like magnets just that's right attract
1: repel. That's right you. that's right you, you, you people will gravitate towards likeness mm-hmm. and if you're some tough guy or, or you're looking for violence violence will find you because it it feels that you're seeking a reciprocal so therefore you'll find what you're looking for. It sounds like
2: hippie mumbo jumbo stuff, but it's just real. It's just how it works.
1: It's real. And a lot of people aren't conscious enough because they're they're not separated from the world to see that we're we're spiritual beings first. Everything else, material comes secondary. And once you can realize that, you can decipher the two.
0: No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, hey, friends. My name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Kebmo, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. Well, let me, because one of the things I want to get out of this interview is I want people to watch this and go, as
2: somebody who has their freedom, I'm assuming that everyone watching this, like, let's assume you're able-bodied and all that. You have all the opportunity in the world. And yet there are people watching this who aren't taking, who who are doing less with their lives than you were when you were in prison. So can you talk about, like, specifically some of the things that you sought out? I know I think you talked before about, you know, some guys were locked up for white-collar crime
1: that you sought out and stuff and learned from them. Well, you have to find out where you want to be in life and where your comfort zone, what you feel success is. For success, for some people, might be making 60000 a year. That might be your max. You might be cool, you know. you are being able to put a roof over your head. You've got a good job. Maybe you've got some benefits. That's that's, that's your level. Your, your vision of success. For the next man, it might be a billion, you know, it might be 10 billion. It might not be a, a cap on that, you know, he might want to own property on Mars. So you have to figure out what is your comfort zone. And then from there, you seek out knowledge to help you attain that level of success. For myself, I don't have no cap. I'm not glass ceiling. I don't have, you know, I'm not going to just say that I live for materialism, but I live to basically reach my highest level while I'm here on the earth. And my highest level has no limits. It's not capped out at, you know, a certain amount. So by doing that, I was able to gravitate towards people who taught me about LLC, the people who taught me about real estate, people who, who taught me how to, about writing books, you know, doing movie scripts, you know, people who were also seeking, you know, a certain level of success and therefore we were like-minded. But, you know, there's nothing that the feds taught me. I taught myself, I educated myself, I rehabilitated myself. I focused on becoming the best me I could. Rather than letting them, you know, go to these one of these classes and have some some wife of some ex felon sit there and tell me about her old man or somebody tell me, you know, when you get out you better be lucky to get a job. Man, I wasn't trying to hear that shit, man. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't even entertain that. People who weren't trying to like have, you know, a certain uh, a certain level of of uh, just uh, um, growth within themselves, I didn't even talk to them. And you know, a lot of people called me. You know, thought I was stuck up or whatever. But hey, man, you know, I'm not on your page. You're here. And I'm here, but we don't mean we're in the same, we're in the same mentality. I'm not here to earn your approval. No, no. And I'm not here to be your friend, to hang up just because we're doing time together. And, um, you know, everybody that I associated with that was on the same spiritual path, I'm still in touch with them to this day. And they're all successful and they're on the streets.
2: Uh, well, speaking of that, one of the things I wanted to ask you about also is, you know, in, in my world, uh, there are like a certain number of people, been around people who basically think it's cool to act like a thug uh, and the problem is that once they act like it for a little while they oftentimes find themselves getting in a little bit over their head and like oh shit I got myself into something that now I'm going to have a hard time getting myself out of they realize it's real when they're in the back of a cop car and now it's not an act anymore uh, so for somebody like you know one of my friends or something like that that thinks it's cool to you know uh, to, to play pretend like you're a thug what would you say
1: to that person? What's so cool about it? You know what, what? What do you think is what's so cool about thinking that you're you're this tough guy and you want to you know pack a gun or you want to you know uh, you know run up in somewhere with a ski mask? I mean, what's so cool about it? You tell me. You know what I mean? Those are jackasses. You know the people that when you really get to talking to some of the people and you see like this dude is really out of his mind. Most you know when you start talking to some people who that's all they live for was getting up in the morning, robbing a bank, spending the money doing it again spending the money they had no concept of what it meant to invest or or to build something it's just crime was their life so for you guys pretending once you get caught up in that and then you get subject to the politics you're gonna think twice you're gonna be like oh i got myself into something like the, uh like snitch nines you know the rapper who yeah, run yeah, around yeah. you know being yeah. a blood and then he was disrespecting every neighborhood and and ordering all type of shit and then when it happened oh my god I don't want to. I don't. I don't like this. I'm gonna have to do time. I'm gonna tell everybody. And so you're gonna be one of those guys who are gonna start telling. And you think there's no re- re- repercussions, but somebody's gonna find that you're a snitch, and then they're gonna cut your throat. So the best thing to do is be a square. Find you somebody that loves you. Get you a relationship with a woman. You know, create a family. Get a job. You know, go to a trade school. And you know, being tough, it's not all that. It's not. I didn't. I didn't request that. I lived a life that. I got involved in things and just it gradually I, I gradually acclimated into that. But it wasn't like, you know, Oh, man, I'm going to be this tough guy. Didn't nobody run around my neighborhood being tough. You either were. Or you weren't. Nobody even said you were tough. You didn't you didn't tell somebody you were alpha male. You just knew all oh, that dude right there. He, he'll bust your head. You knew you just felt about that dude. He's no he's, a, he's no joke. He got hands. He wasn't like, oh, man, I got hands. I'm a gangster. Oh, I got it. Man, you know, dude always pack packing. He didn't even say you didn't even have to talk about it. A real gangster speaks nothing, says nothing, doesn't talk on about it. It's just you know. And when it's done, it's already done. It's, it's it's too late. So if you're one of the people like my friends that uh, finds
2: himself on the wrong side of one of these people, that's when you're oh, you to get the win split.
1: You're going to get your wits, but you get around some real gangsters. You come out here to Cali with that mess and you get up in this penitentiary or one of these little systems and you happen to get like in- involved in something that you shouldn't have. You're going to see what real gangsterism is because there's some dudes in there that they don't care. You're going to do what they t- you're going to. It's a dictatorship, like Wes said. You know, what I mean, uh, West Watson, he's going gonna to do what they tell you. And if there's any bucking in it, you're going to get bucked. It's a great interview, by the way. Wes Watson, uh, definitely check that one yeah, out. He's got, yeah. like,
2: three or something Yeah, videos. three or four tournament yeah. them talked about it at the end of the interview. Excellent one. It's really good. I wanted to kind of talk about another thing that it seems like you've made a conscious effort on your channel to kind of bring people together who, I mean, you've got like Nortenos and Serenos, you got mm-hmm. black guys, you got white guys that on the inside would not really be able to associate, even on the streets sometimes wouldn't associate. Is that a conscious effort on your part, or is that just kind of
1: naturally how you
2: roll? Or? Well,
1: it's bridging the gap, man, with communications. You know, I mean, you're, you're a white guy, so you can't talk to me in the pen. You can't sit over here and touch this because I touched it. I mean, how ignorant is that? And for anybody who doesn't know, it's really that. Yeah, it's in, state, in the state, it's really like that. You know, you can't work out with this dude because he's white, or you can't talk to this guy because he's from up north. You can't with me, and how stupid is that? And they got you believing that. While they're running the system? You're so caught up on all this little, these little rules and regulations, but you come out here on the street, we can get money together, we can make a business together. I mean, who, you know, what's dictating why you can't associate in, inside, but on the street, it's like it's all about growth and prosperity. Because once you're inside, it's no, it, 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 there's rules, there's things you have to do, there's things you even if you wanted to do, you couldn't do. So that's why I said prison is not for anybody unless you're a straight dummy and you like going and doing stupid stuff. And then there are some people who need to be there because if they were out here, they need to, you know, they're just they're just they're just not able to function in society. But for the most part, I try to show that, man, we all have a lot in common. You know, a lot of conversation can change a lot of things. You can open a lot of doors and, you know, sharing your story and hearing from different people a different perspective so we can all get a better understanding and hopefully save some lives i'm sure you have
2: another thing kind of the overarching theme of the channel i think is that your future is always in your hands and there's been times in my life times in other people's lives i know where they felt like it was too late like they made some mistake whether that's financial or legal or they fucked up a relationship whatever it is and they're like it's too late fuck it i'm just gonna let myself go down the drain what would you say to that person that feels like it's too late for them to basically put their life on a happy path.
1: I say either step up or go lay down. If you want to be one of those people that say, oh whoa me, I'm too old. Oh, I can't do this I don't have the resources. Oh, I, I was I was born with this because I can't have this. Oh my family don't have this and you're sorry man. You're pathetic, you know, go ahead and, 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 and wallow in your sorrows but I don't have time for that man. I don't have time to entertain people like that. It's like you either want to have success you want to have something that makes yourself proud to be who you are so you can share with your kids and you can and basically grow your legacy or you want to be a loser in life. One or two, either you want to be successful. And I'm not saying you got to be successful and be like this billionaire, but I'm saying successful as far as being a good role model to your children, to your wife, taking care of your business, you know, not robbing, stealing and, and pilfering and doing things that aren't, you know, uh, uh, becoming, you know, so, it, it, it's, it's to me when you sit around and complain, and uh, you know what I do? Uh, I block block this number, block this number, <laughs> delete, block. You know I don't talk to him. You're not going to drain me. It's, you, I you think know. of it like an infection. Yeah, I'm just like I, if I'm near you and you're
2: negative, you're going to infect me. Your spiritual so I just, vampires.
1: Yeah, I can't be near you. Mental midgets. I will leave them alone. I let them I let them go ahead and socialize with the other mental midgets and and let them drain each other, man. But you're not going to you're not going to pull from my energy source and and, and worry me with mm-hmm. your pity because. Dude, I, I, it's like, look at this, man. We're in Beverly Hills. Right. Life is, you have so many options. You can get up tomorrow and you can say, you know what? I'm going to move. I'm just going to pack my stuff up and leave. I don't have to go to work. Who says you have to go? Yep. You can go do anything. You can set you up an e-commerce business on your smartphone and be doing business from the beach. You know, it just depends on how much ambition you have. And you can't teach ambition. You either have it or you don't. No, and a lot of people lock themselves up out here on the streets. Exactly. Relationships. You know, how many people have you seen, you know, these guys get in relationships because they don't want to, you know, go for go for the legal legitimate divorce proceedings? They kill their wife and kids. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, you know, shoot the baby, mama, don't want to have the kid. I mean, God, is that that bad? You don't want to pay child support? You don't want to pay alimony? You're that you're that scared that you're going to hurt her feelings that you don't want to leave and and just go be happy? So you're going to murder everybody? I mean, people do so many stupid. Oh, this guy he bullied me, so you're going to go up here and shoot up a church? I mean, dude why you want to give your throw your life away because somebody made you upset it's like you have so many choices so much so many options there's so much why would you lock yourself up in the house sit around all day with a video game console on your forehead sit playing video games get out and socialize meet people man interact realize there's life you know you don't have to be locked up on the street when i was growing up i never heard of depression and anxiety no damn depression and anxiety What are you depressed about get out there go play basketball go go run up there get out the house you were not sitting in the house nowadays oh this guy he's he's depressed he's scared to leave the house what (laughs) come on man it's pathetic man people are so so scared living fear-based and once you get caught up in fear you stop living life you know fear is one of the enemies of life and what do you have to fear man you have so many choices you, I mean, you could travel the world it's, it's it's limitless when you get out here I remember every day I sit in prison And i like, man, I look at the, the truck Driving around the prison And the guy be sitting in there and he's looking at you with a gun And you're thinking all these fences and you're like, man, where can I be at right now? Why do I have to be here? You look around and all these You just look around all the barbarians You're just looking around at people in prison you're like, why am I here, man? Why? Why can't I just somehow Wish myself out of here? And you can't wish yourself out of there You got to do the time you got to, you got to maneuver. And you know, when you get out, you just got to make the right choices. Well, let's talk YouTube for a minute because, uh, you have achieved
2: something that I I think, I think it's like something, I looked it up and something, there's only like 6,000 channels or something that have hit 400,000 subscribers. And that's out of like, there's 2 billion accounts on YouTube. So you've done something that only a few, like a tiny, tiny fraction has done. Um, what are the keys that you have found for anyone out there who's watching and wants to start a YouTube
1: channel? What are like the most successful things you've done to grow the channel? Just uh, try to be consistent with content and put out content that is conscious. I mean, for our channel, I mean, if we were doing more parodies, more more shuck and juck, more mm-hmm. more comedy stuff, we'd probably have more views. If I was acting really stupid, we'd have probably over a million, uh, you know, a million views al- uh, or subscribers already. But I try to keep a certain um, a certain mind frame when I'm putting together the stuff and it's just who I am. I can't sell myself out like that. So we would have grown probably a lot faster. But, you know, we just been consistent, consistently putting out the content, you know, putting a message out there and uh, people recognize. So, it, it, you know, it started to take on it, it took on some momentum. Yeah, dude, I'm sure that there are
2: probably like hundreds if not thousands of lives that you guys have legitimately changed by people who were considering doing X and they heard you say something and they're like, you know what, maybe I'm not
1: going to do that. We've definitely had a lot of kids email us from all over the world. Um, I've had people like in colleges that watch our show in college with, you know, with their teachers, Um, you know, people sharing our videos in um, correctional institutions. So we have affected a lot of people, a lot of law enforcement watch our show. Because I don't bash law enforcement, I just say, man, hey, it's education. It's it's learning to communicate. Because you know, even if this guy's a good apple, but he sees all these bad apples, well how? Uh, what does that make him? Well, you know, that's like me being a, a, a involved in a clique, and I see them about to do something to some old person or to somebody and harm them. If I don't stop, stop that act. What am I? What am I? I'm a part of that. I'm a conspirator. So there are conspirators too when they sit there and watch somebody beat somebody down. That's unjustified. So I just try to create conscious awareness and our channel is all about creating this so we can have dialogue to create a a more humane environment for all of us. So you do
2: kind of a mix of content, which a lot of people say not to do on YouTube, but it seems to work for you. You know, like you said, you got the interviews, you got the cooking shows, you've got um, uh, just kind of some opinion pieces from yourself. Uh, Is there one of those that like tends to work more than others or?
1: Well, um, for our channel, uh, fresh out The the interviews are always great People love to hear the stories We do a lot of the prison talk stuff Just to kind of not glorify But to let you know What you don't know, what Hollywood doesn't tell you So it kind of puts that message out there And then on my other channel Which is Big Kirk 916 I do positivity and motivational stuff So I talk about relationships I talk about dealing with anxiety Being frustrated with life uh, Cars um, just, uh, things that are outside of prison, things that, you know, the normal person could relate to. So I try to have a variety and kind of touch on both, but, um, yeah, you know, it, it's just the, the main, the, the draw in is, yeah, this guy's been to prison, but at the end of the day, there's life outside of that. And it's not, prison is nowhere you want to go to get a tattoo to come out like you're this tough guy man get a tattoo down the street man I like some happy. of the uh, you, you got a few questions a
2: while ago people like should I go to prison to oh, get
1: tougher <laughs> it's crazy man like what people think of you know their their vision of prisoners yeah you know it's I, I tell you man I, I you know hindsight's fifty fifty. but if I could have made some different choices and you never know even what those choices what direction I would have went in but I wish I would have focused more on like association my friends the people that I hung out with and by education and having a mentor to kind of teach me more about business and stuff like that, rather than the streets, you know, the big homies, the guys who were ex, you know, ex-gang members or drug dealers, you know, if I, I wish I didn't, wouldn't have went down that path. I would never want my child to go through what I went through. It doesn't seem like you, um,
2: have regret though, if that makes sense. I mean, obviously maybe you would have done some things differently, but it doesn't seem like you're you know, hung up on that like a lot of people are.
1: No, nah, I mean, I can't be mad at the experience because of how, where I am today and being able to have this show. If I wouldn't have lived that life, I wouldn't have been able to share a genuine story. You know, I, I, I've been, I've been in a lot of situations, and, and, and I never, like I said, tried to be some gangster. But I I'd done, I was, I was a gangster, man. I was doing a lot of gangster stuff. But then I also have been to suburbia. I've been around the Orange County. Uh, privileged, you know, kids who never even been in a fistfight, you know, so I've I seen that and I've I've seen the two extremes and, and, and being able to reflect back on that has, has allowed me to share my story and help a lot of people in the process.
2: Yeah, I think that's really like what to me, like what's special about the channel is that you are able to, like, connect with such a wide variety of people, which is a rare thing, especially now when people tend to just focus you know, on people who are exactly like them and never branch out beyond that.
1: Yeah. Well, that's one of my things is like, you know, I got fans in Australia, Canada, you know, white guys, you know, then I got the guy who's Asian who said, Hey man, I told my son to watch your channel. He won't listen to me. And he's like, dude, it's working, you know? So I I got people from all over, uh, Philippines, um, China. And, uh, it's not about race, man. That's what people don't realize it's not about this. It's not about this. It's about this. It's about comprehension. It's about, consciousness it's about understanding and sharing you can learn from anybody i can learn from a chinese guy i can learn from a korean i can learn from somebody who's native american i can learn from somebody who's german who's who's uh you know who's from a russian you know you can learn from anybody it's just are you willing to listen mm-hmm. everybody has something to share it's just whether or not you're receptive i liked what uh, badger said uh
2: i think in one of your videos maybe it was one of his i don't know but uh it's this isn't for people who want it or this isn't for people who need it this is for people who want it you got to want it
1: yeah you gotta you you gotta be open to you gotta be open to dialogue you gotta be open to to change you know it's all about evolving i mean life you're you're constantly evolving i mean i would hope with anybody i met 10 years ago i'm not the same person you know, if you're the same person I, at ten years ago, then what have you done with your life? You know, people are like you changed, man. like, yeah, I did. You're supposed to. I would. I would assume. You know, uh, yeah. you're not still doing the same stupid. Unless stuff I was doing perfect it. ten years yeah. ago, which I wasn't. You know, that's what life's all about. So it's all about evolving and evolution. Yeah.
2: Cool. Well, I've taken up enough of your time, I guess. What's kind of next for the channel? I know you talked
1: about potentially some TV stuff. <clears throat> the big jump for us is going to be taking our our channel. To uh, a major network, as far as a streaming platform, a cable platform, where we can really uh, speak our voice. So we're, we're, you know, we're not we're not uh, limited as far as what we can talk about and and the topics we can share with everybody. And also, you know, for myself, it's more mentoring young people, life coaching, and really getting out here and building the brand, the fresh out brand, and the Big Perk 916 brand. You know, and and helping people and changing lives, being a positive influence for people who need that need that uh that that mentor
2: cool well there you go you heard it fresh out series uh on instagram and uh yours is big hurt
1: 916 and
2: fresh out series on youtube yeah you can look it up on youtube so cool well thank you very much for doing this and uh yeah check it out thank you appreciate it
0: all right my friends that does it for this episode of the podcast if you made it this far thank you thank you for listening we sincerely appreciate each and every one of you If you want to help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer. Second thing you can do, if you really, really, really love us and really want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that. And you can just sit at home thinking about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, though. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. you prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city Stop. for sure. Yeah! Right? down! The wrath of the buzzer. WMMS. Cleveland.
2: The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.